Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello, family, and happy Black History Month. Welcome to the latest episode of the Diversity Dude podcast. Thanks again for taking the time to watch or listen to our program. I'm your host, Tom Barnett with the Seminole Group. And in today's session, we're going to be looking at the glass cliff. But as usual, before we do, I'd like to review the recognitions for the week. First one, Carter G. Woodson, the father of black history. Carter was the second African-American to earn his doctorate from Harvard. And on February 7th, 1926, he announced the creation of Negro History Week. That would be to encourage and expand the teaching of black history in schools. Novel concept. He selected February because the month marked the birthday of two of the most famous abolitionists of the time. That would have been Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. And on February 1st, February 1st is also National Freedom Day. National Freedom Day is a celebration of the ratification of the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery in the United States. Thank you, Brother Woodson. Recognition number two is the yet to be nominated Supreme Court justice who will be replacing Justice Breyer. President Biden, likely during Black History Month, will nominate the first African-American woman to sit on the Supreme Court. Some, some quick factoids about the U.S. Supreme, uh, Supreme Court is in the history of the court, which has been around for 230 years, we've had 115 justices on the bench. Only seven have been minorities or women. And for those of you who are bean counters and like to be able to reconcile everything, that's 6%. But unfortunately, we already see culture wars playing out, which will make this a very ugly fight. Many don't think about appointing white men the same way we might be appointing non-white men. But as we all know, the slate of candidates are all rock stars with sterling credentials, and they're all superior in all ways. We know that we've got to be twice as good and pay the so-called black tax when taking roles with expose and ex influence, with exposure and influence. So this takes us to our next recognition. Mr. Brian Flores, he's the former coach of the Miami Dolphins. Brian's suing the NFL for its hiring practices for minorities in the coaching and GM ranks. So what he's claiming and what he was subjected to or set up for is all too familiar to blacks within corporate America being set up to fail or in other words, called the glass cliff. I saw a link on LinkedIn, or I saw a post on LinkedIn by Tara J. Frank, so I want to make sure that I give her a proper shout out. And I thought the term, the definitions, and the different types were very appropriate because I knew, and a lot of us know that these things occur, but we didn't know that they actually had a title to it. So I thought it was very appropriate that we kind of talk about that today, coupled with what was going on with Brian Flores. So we're going to be um, delving into that, what it is, as well as the different types. So the glass cliff, what is it? The glass, glass cliff is where a black leader is promoted into a role that a company leader does not expect to succeed long term and requires 
as Issa Rae would say, hella magic. We're going to be talking about the three different types. So the first one is unimportant. That's where the company feels pressure to create or maintain a specific role. But the role is not important to the company. So the role has no power. It has no resources and it's got an insufficient team. Then by no surprise, when the black leader doesn't actually make progress or they don't hit unrealistic goals, they're scapegoated. So the first one is called unimportant. The second one is called impossible. That's what I call AKA the John Wick assignment. It's my personal favorite. That's where the challenge is great. The tools are few. You've gotta be able to do more with less. You roughly have a 50-50 chance of success. And if you are successful, the black leader is rewarded with praise, but not always with money nor the opportunity. But if you fail, here's the big but. But if you fail, you're gonna be labeled a failure. Your career is gonna begin to take a nosedive or have a decline. While you see your white counterparts or your white peer, especially white males, that will continue to be able to fail and get multiple chances to be able to resurrect their careers. So that second one is called impossible or AKA the John Wick assignment. Now the John Wick assignment, I don't, for those of you all taking copious notes, I've made that up the John Wick component. It's really just called the impossible one. And then the third one is the controversial assignment. That's where a black leader is asked to lead a body of work or a project that is inherently difficult and comes with built-in resistance. The work might be counterculture and come with a high reputational risk. So if the black leader does not have advocacy, now we're gonna be talking about advocacy in, in future programming, but that is very important is the advocacy. If the black leader does not have advocacy or strong relationships, they will not be able to be successful since relationships are often the only force or persuader that overcomes cultural barriers. So I can honestly tell you that I'm sure as most of you kind of reflect back on what I just mentioned of the three types of glass cliffs, which are the unimportant, impossible, and controversial. I've actually gone through each one of those in my career, but early in my career, I would go back to the impossible or the John Wick assignments. Is it as impossible as my assignments were? I didn't know this at the time, but I had advocacy. And because I had advocacy, and that advocacy is kind of like being part of Cosa Nostra. You know, for those of you all who watch uh, mob movies, like Cosa Nostra is our thing. And that's basically when you become a made person, you've got advocacy that nobody messes with you. And if you have advocacy, you're able to go out, play your game and do your thing in such a way that you not only have autonomy, but you feel good. You're not looking over your shoulders and you're free to truly go out and be the best version of you that you can be. But if you don't have that air cover, if you don't have that advocacy, that's where the pitfalls tend to fall in. Because if you don't have that air cover or if you don't have that advocacy, that's where the majority of us fall. And when you don't have that, that's where we have the retention issues that, that, that come up. So we're seeing this play out in the NFL with Brian Flores. So despite recording the Dolphins' first back-to-back -back winning season since 2003, he was let go. And I'll let you all get into the details because there's some very sordid allegations that he's made also against the owner 
of the team and asking him to basically tank games and he would be rewarded financially for being able to do that. But as he was let go, there were eight jobs at the end of the NFL season that were vacant. As we sit here today, none of those jobs have been filled with black candidates, but we're seeing less qualified and a bunch of what I call retreads that are getting those jobs. Why is this you say, Tom? Well, yeah, unconscious bias does exist, but let's be very clear. A lot of this is done intentionally due to the systemic racism and systemic hangups that we have in this country. And that also the belief system of one group is superior and the other is inferior, full stop. But what can we do? For our black indigenous people of color, basically brace, brace for it. Because most of the times we see these things coming, you can identify it, but there's really nothing that you can do. And for those of you who say, well, you know what, Tom, that's never happened to me. Is my big mama would say, keep living. Because if you aspire to do more within corporate America and you're a person of color, specifically a black person, you're going to experience one of those three glass cliffs that I had just mentioned. So keep living. Now, I go back to the advocacy. I'm not going to spend a lot more time on that. But again, if I go back to my own experiences around advocacy, is that that is crucial. And the last thing that I will say on that is that you can't seek out advocacy. You can seek out a mentor. But I'll be the first to tell you that if you're in corporate America and especially if you're kind of matriculating up the management, um, up the management uh, totem pole, Post the age of 35, you really don't need a mentor. Now, you need networking. Networking is really good. But for someone that is in management, you need advocacy. And that advocacy is given to you. You can't necessarily seek that out. And that's where our allies and our advocates come into play. So as much as I talk about Black, Indigenous, people of color, or specifically Black people in this, in this instance, around the glass cliffs and really you can't do anything, those that can are allies and are advocates. You've got to be able to speak up because this happens every day in conference rooms and as we work in this virtual environment, they happen on Zoom calls every day because I, I specifically go there is that every time that you're on a call, every time you're in that conference room and you notice it, that it all looks the same, that your management team does not mirror the communities that you serve, that your pipeline of management associates or your entry level managers don't mimic the communities that you live in. We know that we have a problem and it's relatively easy to address. Too many times, and this is a challenge that I'm gonna give to, um, to, um, to, to my black leaders out there, my black indigenous people of color that are leaders out there. Quit allowing the statement of it's hard or well, gee, why can't we make any, any headway when it comes to diversity and inclusion? It's very hard. No, it's not. Call BS when you hear that. It is not hard to come up with a recruitment strategy into HBCUs. It is not hard to look at your management teams and know that if they're all white males, that you need to be able to diversify, whether internally or whether it be externally. It's not hard to promote and retain talent of color it's not. Too many times we see that if there is an executive that, that a company wants to go get, they move heaven and earth to go get that individual. It can be done. 
We see too many times that if there is a regulatory issue, if there's issues from a business standpoint within the financial service world, for example, if you have an MRA, that's a matter that requires attention. You move heaven and earth to make sure that you fix whatever that issue is or said another way, you remediate it to where you don't have millions of dollars of fines. You move heaven and earth to do that over the course of a year or no more than a couple of years to do that. So we know that when you want to, a company can do whatever it needs to. And so when we look at the Brian Flores situation, when we look at the Glass Cliff situation, those are things that we've all, I'm sure if you step back and you reflect back over your course of your career, or you might be experiencing it right now, hey, you know, be able to understand what's happening, but more times than not, there's not really much that we can do. But I was really, you know, you say, hey, Tom, you're pretty jaded on that. There's, there's really not much, you know, we can do on that one. When I had that conversation with a lot of my friends, I just simply put it this way is that when we look at the systemic issues that are out there, and I put so much emphasis on what our allies and our advocates need to do to assist us in this, is that when it comes to the systemic issues that this country goes through right now, is that I can't help dismantle something that I didn't build. So let that sink in. A person of color, a marginalized group, cannot help dismantle systemic racism. We didn't build it. So don't ask us to dismantle it. One of the things though that I am encouraged about, so I don't want you all to think that, hey, Tom's really jaded about this, is that in watching the movie Selma yesterday, there was a line that really struck me that when we look at, and especially as we celebrate Black History Month, is that we need to remember this. We are descendants of mighty people who gave civilization to the world. We're people who survived the holes of slave ships across the vast oceans. We're people who innovate and create and love despite pressure and tortures unimaginable. Those people are in our bloodstream, pumping our hearts every second. They've prepared us. We are prepared. So said another way, we are built for this. It is uncomfortable. We know that we need to make strides. So let's do that. So as we continue to celebrate Black History Month, one of the things that always seems to come up is people might ask the questions, gee, what can I do to um, support Black History Month and you not necessarily be black? But this, these recommendations that I'm making, you don't have to be black to do them. These are things that we can all do. The first one is to visit a black or African-American history museum. So again, visit a black or African-American history museum. Almost every state in the U.S. has a Black History Museum or African-American heritage site. So go forth and conquer with that. The second one, learn about Black music history by listening online. Spiritual, blues, jazz, R&B, hip-hop. Black music has been intertwined within the American culture. So from Maddie Moss Clark, the Clark sisters, Anita Baker, Patrice Russian, Switch, Al Jarreau, Public Enemy, Kwame for my boy Bondad and Indy, Earth, Wind and Fire. We have a plethora of music that is out there that can help you really understand the culture that covers off on all those different genres. And then the last one and probably the most important, support black owned businesses and restaurants. Don't only do this in February for Black History Month, make this a habit, become a customer. 
help protect livelihoods of, of black entrepreneurs. So these are all things that we can do over the course of, of Black History Month. But that last one is in supporting black owned businesses. Let's make sure that we go out and just make that a make, make that a habit. Lastly, um, you know, each year Black History Month has a theme. This year, the theme is health and wellness. So every week we always kind of sign off and I talk about making sure that we get vaccinated, make sure that you're staying protected, you stay masked up, you get your booster shots, things of that nature. But as I just mentioned, every year Black History Month has a theme. This year, with it being health and wellness, let's make sure that we're calling in, we're checking in on each other. And just know this, it's okay to not be okay. Be able to go out and ask for help. I think over the course of the last couple of years, and especially within the black populations, mental health is something that doesn't get talked about enough, but we need to be able to talk about it. We need to be able to lean on each other. And more importantly, reach out for those services that can assist us in that, in that matter. But in the, in the midst of that, let's just make sure that reach, we're reaching out and we're taking, taking care of each other. And that being said, let's make sure that we continue to have prayers up for Regina King and her family and for Chesley Christ, who was Miss USA that we uh, tragically lost uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I've enjoyed this conversation about the glass cliff. Feel free to reach out to me at tom.barnett at seminalgroup.com. And so until next week, respect to Josh Wright and Roy White. Rest in power. You all have a great week, week and take care. Thanks again. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Listen, I know how hard it is for some of us to make this decision. But if you haven't been vaccinated yet, now is the time. This Omicron variant, y'all, it ain't no joke. The only way to protect you and your family is to get the vaccine. If you're on the fence and haven't yet, I understand. I didn't get the shot at first either, because as a black woman, I just didn't trust the healthcare system. But I did it afraid, because I didn't want to get COVID-19 and die, then leave my four kids without their mama. So here's what I need you to do. Call your doctor or pharmacy and make an appointment to get the shot. The state of Minnesota and Ramsey County have free clinics that offer the vaccine. You can find one near your house by going to their website at ramseycounty.us backslash COVID vaccine or simply call 651-266-1190. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Do it for your community. Hy-Vee Mealtime To Go is mealtime made easy. Just order delicious meals online for convenient curbside pickup or have it delivered. Want breakfast? Hy-Vee Mealtime To Go. Need lunch? Hy-Vee Mealtime To Go. Doing dinner? Hy-Vee Mealtime To Go. Get pancakes, burgers, fried chicken, lasagna, high chai Asian dishes, sushi, pizza, and more. If you're craving it, Hy-Vee Mealtime To Go has it with curbside pickup or delivery. Order today at hyvee.com slash mealtime. I'm Melissa with The Greenery Minneapolis, and we are a plant shop in Mercantile. We primarily work with houseplants and houseplant accompaniments. I'm incredibly grateful to be a RISE recipient. 
It came at exactly the right time. I was needing the buffer income to be able to execute my vision. And the grant has allowed us the capabilities to bulk up our inventory and to be able to catch up on some of the things that we might have gotten behind on. Just in the transition from moving from one space to the next, and this is really giving us the leverage and the resources to continue to move forward.